There isn't a one-size-fits-all marketing approach to selling real estate. And sure, there's best practices, but I think that you need to develop a strategy that's unique to your brand or your business and that highlights your superpower. So welcome to the Marketing Trench Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you find your superpower and exploring creative solutions to build a more visible brand that consistently delivers an exceptional customer experience. Whether you're selling real estate, loans, title, or escrow, doesn't matter. We've got you covered. Let's go. This week, we're going to be kicking off 2021 in fiery fashion because that seems to be the way to go. Good to see you guys, first of all. How was your uh, holiday? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> How much did you drink? <laughs> so not, you don't know or not, you don't remember? Those are enough. two different things. Not enough. <laughs> Jeez. That's horrible. Uh, yeah, I, I actually had some pretty productive mapping days, some pretty productive planning days, chunking up some 12-week year style kind of framework, go. some blueprinting there. I dust, uh, I, I uh, wiped that book and cleared some of the dust off because that's that's basically what I was doing that last that last week and a half. Yeah, now said you know tried to figure out what some annual you know what some annual milestones I wanted to hit. And and then kind of unpack that down to you know what activities need to be done, and then then the world caught on fire. I guess it's kind of been a slow burn, you know, for a little <laughs> while, but then it it just sort of got to the tinder. Yeah. So this week we wanted to talk about whether or not it's even really appropriate to, you know, the title is selling during a storm, but really, you know, we've all seen the memes out there, right? It's it's the meme of, and I posted it in our in our promo. You know, it's the world's on fire, and they got Will Ferrell shouting, "Does anyone want to buy or sell a house?" Right? Or you know, similarly uncomfortable meme of a guy standing in a urinal, another guy walks by five open urinals to stand at the urinal right next to the guy who's already there and says, "Hey, do you want to talk about buying or selling your house?" Right? Which is the idea that there are sort of external realities in the world. It's actually how I met Ricardo. I don't know. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> Stop. Uh, you know, it's there are externalities that should shape how we interact with people, and maybe all of this stuff happening is one of those things that should shape it. So we're going to kind of take two sides of it. I'm going to take the side here of us pumping the brakes on marketing and sales, really to play the devil's advocate. So I'm going to try and defend this point to the best of my knowledge or ability, rather. And then Scott, I think you kind of have a different take. So do you want me to kind of lay it out first, or do you want to lay out your side first? No, go ahead and lay out your side first. Because okay. I think that's an interesting conversation because I, I I think if we Venn diagram this thing, they're not completely separate. Yeah, potentially. So here's here's my take. The world is going through, I would consider, a traumatic event. And I don't care which side of the aisle you're on about this. I could easily see someone from maybe the left side of the aisle saying, hey, what we witnessed was a coup and an insurrection led by the President of the United States. And I could see somebody on the right side of the aisle saying, hey, we've seen coups and insurrections for most of 2020. I reject the notion that somehow one is different from the other. And at the end of the day, we've had politicians aiding and abetting rioters and anti-rule of law people for quite a long time. It doesn't matter. Regardless of where you fall on that, the whole thing, just take the whole thing and put it in the bucket of traumatic. So that's where people's kind of minds are at. That's where the headspace is at. For me personally, for example, this week, I could not stop refreshing news feeds and interacting with people and writing about stuff on Facebook. Like It just captured my imagination fully. With that as my sort of backdrop, I think, what if somebody had come to me and been like, Hey, Dustin, do you know your house had appreciated in value? Are you interested in selling? I'd be like, 
who the F is this character? <laughs> I'm never going to work with this person because they're utterly clueless. And so I think that the context of our situation means that, you know, if you're thinking about launching a new marketing campaign, if you're thinking about hitting the phone and dialing for dollars, if you're thinking about door knocking, and your value proposition is, I would like to sell your house, that it's just not the time or place for that. That's my argument. That's it? That's a, that's all you got? <laughs> Let's see what you got, Scott. Oh, well, okay. w- what I would 100% agree with you is that a different tact is probably necessary to have conversations about business during these times. I, I tend to believe that a minority of the population is really, really tuned in and emotional about this stuff. I think a lot of people peripherally kind of see it and they're not quite sure what to think of one way or another. I absolutely think that the internet is an alternate reality that some people live in, but I don't think it's the reality that most people feel like they're in. I think they look at it as some sort of foreign civilization or some sort of foreign planet that seems like it's invading our lives. Anytime there is change, while it does not seem like there's a lot of open dialogue going on right now, like, you know, real two-way conversations about things, the bottom line is that we're in a time of, of, you know, it seems chaotic, but really what it is is change. And, And it's not subtle change. It's 180 degrees difference, at least that's what each side would like you to think, right? Each side would like you to think, we're going, we're going forward and this, these people are going backwards. But the reality is, is there's a lot of change out there. And regardless of where your political beliefs lie, we're going to be dealing with new legislation. We're going to be dealing with new people that are going to be in head of the, the heads of the departments, making the rules for the things that impact our business. And I think it's okay to have those conversations. I think it's okay to have those conversations in a civilized society. You can disagree with the other side and still love your fellow man. They don't want you to believe that that's okay when you go on the internet. Everything is black and white. But at the end of the day, and the more I'm saying this, the more kind of, I don't know, it seems a little wishy-washy, but it, it really isn't. I really just feel that at the end of the day, when the fringes calm down, people want to know what this change means to them. And I think you have to choose your words carefully, and I think you need to choose your topics carefully, but there is no question that all of our lives and our businesses are going to be impacted to some degree. And I think that it's if you have your druthers, you should try to find some sort of central place to start having that conversation. Because in the, it, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's each of our individual responsibility to control the dialogue and control the level of dialogue and the level of conversation. And, and I think what you would find is that there's a lot more people that want to have a real conversation about this. Because quite frankly, I don't think what happened on the Capitol is not, it wasn't anything unique. I mean, it's been very, very chaotic for a while now, you know, I would say a few years. 
I think there's a great conversation here. I mean, I'm really interested. Listen, I, I've, I'm embracing the change. I am trying to ignore the fringe. And I see a lot of really interesting things to talk about, like our topic next week. But more specifically, there's some real things that need to be dealt with. That's kind of where I stand. I mean, where I stand is I think there's a lot of squeaky wheels out there, but I think it's I think it's a minority. And, and I think that you should be having conversations about about how a changing administration and new people in charge of new rules are going to impact our individual lives. Are interest rates going to go up? Are home prices going to go down? Are there going to be a bunch of evictions because of COVID? Isn't that um, the are, conversation that Jeb and you and Josh have been having for the last like six months? Yeah, and, and it's still a really, really important conversation. You know, and the new administration is going to have a new attitude about housing. There are going to be challenges that come out of, because re, remember, we, you know, we, we kind of get caught up because of the politics, but there's also like a global pandemic going on too. And that really <laughs> is nobody can control that. And nobody's, you know, that's still a conversation that's very, very important to people. And so I think there's plenty of things that you can talk about without showing your political cards. I mean, I think we are all greater than our political or religious beliefs or, or whatever you you want to have. At some point, we can hold our beliefs and we can still be generally good human beings and have conversations about things that everybody everybody is concerned about. And I, and I quite frankly think that the bigger threat is still COVID and employment. And it doesn't really matter. You know, the administration changes is a little bit of a distraction, a little bit. There are bigger things at play here that are going to impact everybody's lives. That's a really interesting answer, as you tend to give. Uh, <laughs> Scott, with, Dustin would like to reposition his argument. So, okay, so here's why it's interesting, okay? So, uh, you know, I'm taking the mindset of an escrow salesperson, right? And right now, I'm, I want my sales guys to be on the phone, talking to real estate agents, saying things like, hey, man, are you planning ahead for 2021? You know, what's your game plan? Are you doing any door knocking? Are you doing any phone calling? We're not doing much door knocking now, but are you doing any phone calling? Are you doing any kind of online advertising? Do you want to come join our virtual broker preview and, you know, connect with other agents just like you who are sourcing properties? All that kind of stuff, right? Normally at this time of the year, I'm on my team to really like hit the ground running. But I kind of want to tell them right now, like, hey, just pump the brakes on all that because nobody really wants to be sold escrow right now. And, and I feel like if I'm a real estate agent and normally I'm putting out, you know, hey, I just closed this property or hey, I just listed this property or hey, here's a market update on social media. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Like, yeah, but it's, but it's, I can see how on the one hand, it's easy to use this as an excuse. Like there's a lot going on. The world is burning. So I'm just going to stop and sit back and wait to see what happens because it, it does suck. Like when the election was happening, I was just, I was glued to the TV and I couldn't really focus much on anything. And heck, we tell our employees, hey, if you feel like you've hit a wall, if you feel like you need some time to kind of gather and recoup, just raise your hand. No judgment, no consequences. Just raise your hand and we'll sub you out. Like, take some time to yourself. You've um, created safe spaces at, <laughs> at West. No, but but really, like, we, we say that because, yeah, people are overworked and, you know, it's uh, a pandemic the stress of like following all these new procedures and the stress of the political environment like that it's a lot 
it weighs on people. It for sure does. But I met with an agent, what, yesterday or, or yeah, yesterday who did 50 transactions last year. And he says what Scott just said, it's a distraction, but I want to focus and, you know, get to it because I got bigger plans for this year. I don't want things to slow down. I don't want my business to slow down. So what the hell do I need to do to get started? I mean, I don't know. Mindset, I guess. I guess I'm saying it's easy to make the excuse that, hey, I'm going to take this and, and use it to procrastinate on my business a little bit further. Or are you an agent who's going to, you know, buckle down, stop making excuses and, you know, start taking action? Sounds harsh. <laughs> well, and what I heard Scott saying too is not only should you buckle down and take action, but also maybe just have more interesting conversations. So instead of just posting about, you know, for example, instead of me just writing about escrow all the time and our escrow service and how, you know, we do a great job and got another five star review or whatever, we talk about kind of the bigger picture. You know, what do we think is going to happen with the housing market under the new administration? How are we positioning ourselves to serve clients? How do we think our clients should position themselves to capture more of the business? In other words, address the kind of meta level things as opposed to the in the weeds things. I think there's more, you know, I, I am sympathetic to that. Like I, I could see how there could be some room for that. But I can also see how, you know, if, if, you're, if your argument is to pump the brakes, that it might be an excuse. Right. I get that. Well, it's it's sensitive, is what it is, and 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 I don't know if people don't want to say anything. I think people may feel like they're afraid of saying the wrong thing right now because tensions are high. Yeah, and and I think that that's a valid thought that should cross your mind. If it doesn't cross your mind, you may get yourself into some trouble. As a salesperson or as a business owner. We are constantly having to pivot our communications and our and our goals and our vision. That's what gives small business owners, that's what gives entrepreneurs the you know kind of an advantage is that we have the ability to kind of pivot quickly and determine where we want to be. We don't necessarily have this big, huge ocean liner that we're trying to navigate through icebergs. We're on a dinghy, you know, and when an iceberg comes around, you're just like, wow, isn't the, aren't these oceans calm in between these, in between the glaciers because they're blocking all the wind? Well, we talk about feast or famine mindset, right? Glass half full or glass half empty. There are a lot of things to talk about right now that don't have to do with people's emotions, there's just some simple facts of life. Elections happen all the time. There's always one side that thinks one thing and one side that thinks the other thing. I would suggest that people don't get so caught up in the alternate reality that is the internet and, and, is, <laughs> and is big media because it's not real. It's driven by advertisers to get people to click and spend more time on programs so they can sell them more things. And, and quite frankly, it's, it gives the loudest voice to, I think, the lowest common denominator because if it bleeds, it leads. So the most chaotic and the most irrational voices are going to be at the top of the narrative when you're online. Yeah, you have to be able to pull yourself together, man, and <laughs> understand or woman <laughs> and understand the real challenges that, that, that are coming up. And again, we go back to the, we go back to the forbearance thing. The vaccines are out. COVID is still a thing. 
that's a way more conversation. That's a way more safe conversation to have. You can completely steer around any politics, even though if you're savvy enough, I think there's some really, really good conversations to get in front of with this changing of administration and housing. Such as? Well, they're talking about a homebuyer tax credit, a lot of opinions on that. You know, that was something that we saw in 2008, 2009 that Bush did. We have a historical foundation to base that conversation off of. That's, I think, is a really important conversation that's being thrown around. And then again, I think the forbearance stuff and, and, and home ownership preservation. And then, and then the third one is there really mass migrations and how do you take advantage of it? Do you feel like there's any need at all to address kind of what's going on in the world, especially if you're a real estate agent and you, maybe you have a higher profile in a community? Like, do you have a responsibility in your opinion to speak to any of that? All of us as human beings have a responsibility to calm the waters and have deep conversations with people that you really know and trust. I think it's irresponsible for, well, not irresponsible. I think it's, it's narcissistic to want to share your extreme beliefs to the masses on social media. I, I think that's something that doesn't serve anybody well. And here's quite frankly the, 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 where, what it comes down to. If I have to tell you not to do it, you're not going to listen to me, right? <laughs> I think most rational people are going to be like, I don't know. I mean, I have super, super strong feelings about what's going on, but I do not feel inclined to share those feelings on social media to people that I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'll have really good conversations with people that I know, like you guys. But again, I mean, I'm always a glass half full kind of person. I mean, I'm, I, I always think that there's opportunities. And again, when I say that the internet and media is an alternate reality, it truly is a reality. And I think it's possible to unplug from that matrix and have conversations with people and help calm them down. Mm. <laughs> you don't believe me? I do. The problem I'm having is I don't know how to play devil's advocate today. <laughs> well, that's what you get for not really believing in your position. This thing, you suck at debating. Man. Actually, so, well, let's talk. Let, let's go back to pumping the brakes, though. Let's go back to pumping the brakes. Well, what what I was going to say is there's actually a sales pitch for going all in on a position too, right? So I've seen real estate agents, for example, double down on stop the steal, pro Trump rhetoric. And, you know, their whole thing is, hey, look, I'm a conservative and I work with conservatives. I've seen other people be like, hey, if you think Trump is even remotely, even remotely somebody you can support, you should unfriend me. They're speaking to their kind of people. There's something to be said for that, right? Like there's something to be said for taking a hard brand position and saying, this is my brand. These are my people. These aren't my people. Frankly, outside of a political context, that's, that's basically what I coach people I, to do. I, think I have I, a Michael I, Jordan philosophy on on business. <laughs> Republicans buy tennis shoes too. Hold on, but you don't fully because you, you just you just draw your lines elsewhere, right? So like there, you guys specialize in doing loans in one area, but like I've sent certain people to you, and I've had you know you or Josh say honestly, this isn't our area. We do better kind of in this range. The person who sent me is out there. I don't want to get too specific because I don't want to disclose. But you know, Josh at least has been very clear with me, like where you guys are stronger from a product value proposition perspective, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you know, some people are like, "Hey, I'm you know, 
the world is shaped by external events. And I'm going to take a side, I'm going to take a stand. That's going to be where I draw my lines. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying, you know, maybe that's part of the reason I'm having a hard time playing devil's advocate is because I can see that extreme also making money. And I see Ricardo's point where he says that it can become an excuse for you to go the other way and say, I'm not going to say anything right now. And that's where that's where I'm kind of torn. Going back to pumping the brakes. And now I'm going to take your position on on this, Dustin, a little bit. The inauguration is what on the twentieth. Yeah, it's cool. I, I I I am not opposed to taking another two weeks off and hmm. letting things calm down, letting that happen, and start doing your homework and figuring out what your dialogue looks like moving forward. And 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 that's not a pump as much as it's just a tap. Right. It's like you see the cops lights in the up in the distance. So you tap on the brakes real quick just to (laughs) slow it down two or three miles an hour. So so that you're going to speed limit by the time you get to them. And I think that's a perfectly legitimate strategy. And listen, there's also a really sound argument to isolate it or to taking a strong position and only doing business with people that agree with you. I don't think it's a good business strategy. I think like, it's a it, it it's is not an effective a, marketing a, strategy. It's not a good business strategy to, for example, like take a a hard political stance. No, because I think as a no, I was just, I was just asking like that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I well, I I as a business like, person, uh, uh, as like, an entrepreneur, I, I, I had somebody. I think they were trying to brand their business as your MAGA realtor, MAGA. Yeah, you're yeah. Ma- your mega realtor. And I, I was just like, yeah, maybe maybe not so much a good idea. Yeah, I think you I think some subtlety is probably in order there potentially. But I mean, to me that's not a good business sense. The sign on the wall that says we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone should not extend to if you don't think the way I think, then you're not worth doing business with me. We're losing our grasp on just what it means to be a civil society. Those that have the ability to need to take the responsibility to try to be grounded. Again, man, I have I have friends that are on every extreme side of the political argument. And while I don't want to talk about politics with them, I still love them. I still think they're great people and I would still have dinner with them and talk about just about anything else. I mean, I'm probably different because I will have a conversation with people that I vehemently disagree with and, and I can keep it as a civil conversation, you know, because I'm, I'm curious. I, I don't know if this was you and I, Dustin, that were talking about this. And this might sound naive, but I truly believe that most people believe in what they think is the greater good. I don't think there's a bunch of people out there doing things because they hate somebody else. If you really pick apart what a lot of the dialogue is going on that's created the political divide, those are really, really good topics of conversation that need to be had. Just about everything that everyone is talking about is rooted in some basis of fact that can be explored. And and I think it should be. You know, I think the smart move for a business owner at this point is to try to calm the waters. 
I think that's a great business strategy. Regardless of how you feel, go home and punch a hole in the wall. When you're at the office, try to be an anchor. Okay, so let me push back on that. because on January 21st. Because, because calm is boring. And boring doesn't sell. Right? For someone who's like, all right, all contrast right. Is, contrast, is not, contrast is not boring, though. Contrast gains attention. I mean, and right now, boring is a is a distinct contrast to everything else that's going on. Uh, that that's a good that's a good counter argument. But <laughs> everyone should calm down. It's like, all right, you know. It, so so let me say like this: I think people are looking for clarity. I think people are looking for people who can who can speak through the noise and say things that that have a strong position behind them but also take like take them through the fog. And so that's where and may, you know maybe maybe there's a calming element to that. I'm not juxtaposing what I'm saying here against calm, but generally speaking in my experience when you're cutting through fog, you're saying hard things and you're normally risking triggering one side or the other or both simultaneously. So for example, the position I've taken personally is I've tried to do that. I have tried to speak as directly to the what I would call the first principles at work in our conversations as I possibly can. And the reason I'm doing that is because I want to give people something that they can put in their brain to help them cut through the fog. And I recognize that I'm going to say something that's going to offend people. For example, I made a comparison between the riots last year and the riots on Wednesday. And many people in my life felt that comparison was entirely unjust for a whole set of reasons. I don't think it's unjust at all. I think it's apt. And I think, I think it evidences ethics at work. But regardless, I've taken that move recognizing that as the CEO of Lighthouse, there could be some clients of ours who you know, maybe read my stuff and think, hmm, I'm kind of done with Dustin. But the flip side of the coin is, in my, in my estimation, I have decided that it's more important for me to take some stands and hopefully help some people through the ideological fray than to maybe risk not offending and being unoffensive to, to our clients. Again, I think it's possible with tact to navigate this thing. I mean, listen, that's a decision that everybody has to make. But I'll tell you one of the things that really stands out to me that I think gets lost on a lot of people because there tends to be this perception. I think that everybody is concerned about the minutiae about this particular topic or this conversation or this word should be used or this word shouldn't be used. But the reality is we live in a country that was specifically designed to allow this to happen, to allow this dialogue to happen. And it's happening and we're going to figure it out and we're going to talk to each other and people are going to be mad and some people are going to come around. And guess what? Five or six years from now, nobody's even going to remember. They're going to be like, wow, that was kind of crazy. I mean, listen, we've gone through world wars. We've gone through, you know, the world has gone through a lot of crazy stuff. And, it, you know, and because we're here existing in this time and place and there's different factors at play, like the ability for words to spread in an instant throughout all of humanity, which wasn't ever the case before, we're dealing with different things, but I, I think at the end of the day, the architecture that this conversation takes place in is this is what it was designed for. I guess what I'm saying is this isn't a time to panic. This isn't the United States' first rodeo, and it's not <laughs> going to be our last. 
<laughs> right? If you're a history buff, there has been some really, really radical stuff that's happened since the founding of, of the country. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, was the president or vice presidents that, that were dueling? Aaron Burr. Right. Yeah. He, why, why can't we? You want to go back to the good old days? Let's go out there and have a good old fashioned. I bought like a death for a trial by combat. I would love to see it. Uh, what do they call it? Octarian cage fight. Octarian <laughs> combat. That actually reminds me of a Family Guy episode. <laughs> do you remember that guy? These, these two old guys with walkers were like fighting each other in slow motion. Can you imagine Trump and, and Biden back to back walking opposite directions? on the mall turning and shooting <laughs> you know it'd be no. you know, probably neither one of them would hit each other and they'd both get arrested for violating dc gun policy <laughs> so many levels it'd be better you know all of this is stupid on so many levels and it's a testament to how great of a country this is that we have the free time to worry about dumb shit like this like seriously <laughs> I mean, it's like we're not starving, we're not burning, we're not, you know, there are some places that are burning, but all in all, all of this stuff is super temporary. And, and, and I, I think it's each of our individual responsibility to just keep calm and carry on. <laughs> you know, it, it may, you may hear airplanes going outside, but it, it, all, all we can do, well, this comes back to, this comes back to probably more. It's what you can control and what you can't control in your life. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that any of us can control is how we react to any given situation. You can't control to any of the externalities that create the situation. And you're probably not going to be able to influence the outcome, no matter how much you cry and bitch. For me, the takeaway is pump the brakes, don't pump the brakes, use tact, be a business person in this environment. Don't be an irrational, crazy person if you want to be in business. You know, we have to make certain compromises if we want to be business owners. The bottom line is if we do a good job and we stay in business, we help people. We help people get into homes. We help people get lower interest rates. We do good things in the world. And so I think it's our responsibility to make sure that we can continue to do that and help as many people as we possibly can. The rest of this stuff, you're not even going to remember this stuff a year from now. It's going to be something different. Yeah, I think you've made a couple of really good points that I just want to come back around to. And one of them is that right now, you can pump the brakes maybe for a couple of weeks, but don't just sit on your hands. Figure out what you're going to do the rest of the year. You know, Do your homework, do some research, maybe, maybe write some content early to release, maybe put together some campaigns. I got an idea. Build a database, you dumb sh... Well, no, you didn't do it yet, but get to it. Well, that's the first thing. Is that CRM going? I don't want to talk about it. We, we just rolled out Sidebar, but we did actually just push the version 2.0 to my dev site today. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, man. It's uh, tires getting, getting kicked. That's going to be awesome. The second point, Scott, that I, that I heard you making is as you're kind of moving about the world in the chaos... It's totally fine to not do sales, right? Like you don't have to be like, hey, you want to buy or sell a home? What you can do instead is just maybe reach out to people and be a human to other humans, right? So instead of trying to generate new leads, maybe now's a good time for you just to check in with lots of other people in your life, in your database, which you're going to build uh, and just say, how's it going? How was your holidays? How's your family, right? You know, people are still getting COVID, like you pointed out. 
We actually had one of my employees, we had our first employee get COVID. And fortunately, he w- he's been out for several weeks on vacation. So there's no exposures here. But, you know, it's it's happening. And he's a young guy, not really sure where he got it from. But, you know, that's still happening in the world. So check in with people, right? See how people are doing. And that'll go a long way to helping you start out maybe February really strong. If you've, you know, if you've kind of rewarmed some of those relationships that got quiet in December. Yeah, 100%. I, I mean this is probably the best time ever to practice random acts of kindness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just reach out and be humans to people because people are getting emotional and people are getting sucked into these conversations and these these discussions and these these arguments. And I think it's good business and I think this opens up a chasm of opportunity for people with level-headed business people to to make real meaningful connections right now and and quite frankly just reaching out to somebody just to see hey how you doing how were the holidays how was your family and not mention anything about what's going on in the world i think that you will find that i i i I think you'll be surprised by the kinds of reactions and the kind of conversations that you're having and you know this goes back to a story when i first moved out to california when I was 20, my first Christmas in California alone, and I was not feeling good. I was I was pretty depressed, and I was alone. And I went down and volunteered at the YMCA. And I actually taught kids like arts and crafts, like doing little Christmas stuff. And even though everything was really bad in my life, I forced myself into a position where it wasn't about me. And, and I just tried to do something good for other people. And, and that kind of actually, that was my first time I actually went out and volunteered. And I've, I've kept that for the rest of my life. You know, I mean, that was a really good feeling of just getting out of my own head and just going out and trying to do something good for somebody that I didn't know. And if you're savvy enough to be a business owner, you're savvy enough to navigate this thing and do smart things and make smart decisions during these chaotic times. And and I think that's probably about the smartest thing you could do right now is pretend like none of it's happening or act as though none of it's happening. Or just act as though there are more important things in the world, which there are. That's even better. That's what I was, that's, that's a way better way to say it than what I did. Yeah. 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 If you're looking for a tool to help you with this, I use an app called Reach which I think is really phenomenal. Here, I'm pulling up my phone so I can kind of show it to you. See the... It's green. It's hard to see. But anyway, I use an app called Reach. I'm such an old man. I'm like, hey, look at my phone. Um, but what's really great about it is that you can compose one text, but you send it to any number of individuals basically simultaneously. So I could send you, both of you guys, the same text. It would look like an individual text had gone to each of you. One of my employees brought her dog and I love the dog. Uh, <laughs> That's why I smiled. But anyway, and and you know, it could just be something as simple as, "Hey, just checking in. How are your holidays? Is everyone, you know, is everyone healthy? Is there anything I can do for you?" Right. In fact, I'm probably going to send that to everyone in in my. I have a group of people that I sort of cultivate and keep in touch with, and I'll send that out. And you're right, Scott. Like when I when I do send those kinds of texts out, I get amazing response. I get texts back. Starts great conversations. And you know, it's, I'm not trying to do anything like duplicitous. I'm not like, ah, now I'm going to get escrow, right? <laughs> like, no, I just want to check in and see how you're doing. And you know, there might be an opportunity for us to hang out. There might be an opportunity too for us to do escrow, or you know, in Ricardo's case, might be an opportunity to do therapy. 
Hey, yo. Stop. That's awesome. What do you think, Ricardo? I don't know anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly, I don't, I, I don't talk politics or anything. I only let people disclose or say what they want to say, but I don't lead the conversation with that. I get a little uneasy when somebody, so I, I work with, with reps. I get a little uneasy when that's the first thing they lead with. It opens up a like a whole other can of worms that I don't even want to get into. Or like I, I'm just here to talk business. <laughs> let's talk marketing. Let's talk strategy, and that's it. I'm in. I'm out. I'm done. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of talking politics, talking just other stuff. I don't. Yeah, I hear that. But like, do you think Trump is a fascist? <laughs> yeah. I've been in situations where someone's led with politics. So shoot, I've been in situations where I've led with politics, but it's very, very intentional, right? Like I already know I'm aligned ideologically and I know that the, the conversation we're going to have is going to allow both of us to just kind of like turn the valve, let some steam out and connect at that level. But I would never, ever lead with politics in a conversation where I didn't have a, a really a strong relationship with somebody. Because even yeah. with people I agree with, especially right now on you know my side of the aisle like I, there are people i normally agree with who right now i just would not agree with and so it, it's not it's just to say that it's not always safe even in 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 a situation where you have strong like you need that strong relationship to have the conversation be meaningful yeah, yeah i don't know what this weird shift is and i and i blame the internet but politics has never been this important and it still isn't important. Is 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 as important as people want to make it seem. Politicians really have <laughs> do not have very much control over our lives. You can go all day long and not turn on the TV and not turn on the internet and go shopping and talk to your neighbors and talk about the weather and a million other things. And your life is just going to go along perfectly <laughs> smooth and nothing's going to happen. No planes are going to fall out of the sky. Nothing's going to happen. We choose to involve ourselves in those conversations and we can choose to take ourselves out of those conversations. I'm going to let that sit there. <laughs> I don't know if I agree, but I'm, I don't know that that's the point either. Uh, okay. Yeah, a, yeah. No, no. I, I, I don't know if it's a point either, but, but yeah, no, this is, you know, there's no right or, there's no right or wrong answer, but I, I guess if, if, you know, we're talking to business owners and I think business owners, business owners need to be concerned about business. I think you've got to take that into consideration. All right. Well, Enjoyed the conversation as always, guys. And you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you have different ideas about it, or maybe if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, look, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying, but honestly, I'm just really having a hard time figuring out what to say in an environment where everything's burning around me. Shoot us a message on Facebook. You know, mostly shoot Scott a message because he has good ideas. <laughs> oh, but shoot us a message on Facebook. You know, we're 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 always, especially back channel, we're talking about different, you know, different ways that we're approaching people, things we're talking about. And look, sometimes it's hard to think outside the bubble. I'll, I'll say this as somebody who I think I'm the least creative among the three here in terms of figuring out things to say outside the bubble because I get sucked into the bubble pretty, pretty heavily. So I get it. Get where you're coming from. And, uh, you know, we'd love to have those conversations with you and see, you know, to see if we can help you kind of come up with something more creative. If you have found this podcast to be interesting, you might find our previous podcast to be interesting as well. MarketingTrench.fm is where you can find those podcasts, especially the one on building your database because you should build your database because you need a database. <laughs> That's why you should build your database. And seriously, in all seriousness, 
you know, and, and this is something we've talked about in previous episodes with our, you know, with CRM that we're building here at Lighthouse and elsewhere. Number one thing, going into 2021, the forecasts look like it's going to be a very busy year. Um, a lot of people are going to be making some moves. Uh, I read a statistic that up to 30-something percent of uh, current homeowners are facing some sort of foreclosure situation or some sort of exit event. Foreclosure is not right, but they, they're going to need to sell because you know the economy hasn't favored them. And so the question is, who are you talking to? When was the last time you reached out to any of those people? We have episodes on all of that stuff. It's really important stuff. You haven't built your database. We haven't given thought to you know, how you can reach out and do you know, past client follow-up. All that can be found at marketingtrench.fm. We'll be talking about it more in the coming weeks. So if you're looking for something to do in the next two weeks while you lay low and let, you know, let things in DC happen, I would encourage you to go there. If you want to listen to other podcasts just like this one, go to realdisrupt.com. That's the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative. We're a proud member of that organization. And there are other really great podcasts there for lenders, real estate agents, and none for title and escrow because nobody cares about us. But real where you can find that. All right. Awesome. Great way to start 2021. It's good seeing you guys again. And until next time, this has been The Marketing Trench. Yeah.